Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. And they only work in their business about half a day a week in the process. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. This is Mike Crow out of Texas here, and we're just getting ready to have some fun. Uh, We started a whole series on the foundational information that I used uh, to help build not only my home inspection company, which uh, went over a million dollars, and we were one of the top three largest companies out there. Uh, We helped 80-plus other companies uh, build million-dollar home inspection businesses as well. So I run a little thing called the Million Dollar Club now. Um, and, um, you know, almost every week I get a call from somebody going, hey, Mike, I just wanted you to know I hit the million-dollar mark this year. You know what? That is my heart so much good. Here's the other thing is, if you're a single-man operation and you want to stay a single-man operation, that's fine. We've got guys hitting three hundred and four hundred thousand dollars a year. Think about that. to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation, okay? Because they're putting into place some of the foundational information that we're talking about. So we started with this book, this series about the E-Myth. And the new book out there, when you go to order it, will be the E-Myth Revisited. So we've got the E-Myth, but that's where I, I started with. And we're in actually only chapter two. And in chapter two, it talks about the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. So one of the things that we talked about last time was the fact that almost everybody that goes into business is a technician. And I may have said this, and uh, I'll probably repeat a few little things, but if I repeat it, just understand it's probably really important. Uh, When me and my dad went into business, uh, my dad was the entrepreneur. I was the manager. uh, And we taught we both taught ourselves to be the technician. We taught ourselves to be the home inspector, and we became really good at uh, home inspecting. However, with my dad's entrepreneurial vision and my management uh, ability, we were able to grow the company and do some incredible stuff. Now, even as we did that, though, uh, I built it wrong, uh, and I built it, um, and I, I made a lot of mistakes, and the company almost crumbled underneath me, um, and so I've gone through that. I'm going to but what I want you to understand is during that search, I, I realized that uh, I found this gentleman and he pointed me towards this book. So let's get straight into chapter two here. So in chapter two, it talks about the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. And everybody goes, in, goes into business has to understand that they have to be all three of these. And I talked about last time even that there's four parts, which is you add the admin into it as well uh, sometimes. And you have, to, you have to have a vision of where your company's going. That's the entrepreneur. But then you've got to be able to uh, supply the service and you've got to be able to manage the quality of that service. And it's incredibly important. I think it's kind of fun in the book here. 
He talks about the fat guy and the skinny guy. And he says, basically, there's two personalities here uh, that are basically working to run the company together. And if you think about it, if you've got a fat guy and you get a skinny guy, they have completely different lifestyles, okay? They have completely different needs. Well, imagine that and then add to it, okay? So it's not just a two-way battle. It's a three-way battle between the entrepreneur that you need to be, the manager that you need to be, and the technician that you probably are. And you know what? Nothing's wrong with being the technician. You just have to understand that you need to be able to grow past being just the technician. So that's incredibly important with the whole part. So as the book goes into it, he talks about some of the different parts of each one of these. In the entrepreneur, okay, in the entrepreneur, the, the big part of that is that you've got to have a vision of where you're going. You know, People ask me, Mike, when you started the company, did you think you wanted to be a multi-inspector firm? Absolutely, okay? Um, I, when I started the company, I started it with, hey, I want to be able to set this up so that, you know, we can have six, seven, eight. I didn't even dare tell people I was thinking 20 inspectors at the time. And uh, now in our new company, we're moving towards that. I think we have 15 to 18 inspectors, depending on how you want to count guys in training and everything. But the big thing is you've got to have a vision of where you're going. What does that company look like? And the visionary, that entrepreneur visionary uh, is, is incredibly important. And you've got to understand how many hours you want to work, how many hours you think other people are going to work, what kind of jobs are they going to do. You have to have the ability to envision all of that. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret. My oldest son is running our inspection business, and he's doing a great job. He's doing an incredible job. And one of the things I told him not too long ago was, son, I'm waiting for you to become the new entrepreneur in this company. And he looked at me, and he went, I, what do you mean? I said, well, right now, you're the manager. You're the general manager. You're doing a great job. And he only does maybe one inspection a week, and he does that to try to train people and stay on top of things. I said, but what are you going to do? What's your vision that you're going to do to take this company to the next whole level in the industry? And he's working on that. So it'll be very interesting. And I want you to understand, when my dad was the visionary, he did all that. And I knew I was the manager. I knew he was the entrepreneur. I also realized I was going to have to become the entrepreneur. And I have. I've become the entrepreneur over, over, over and over. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, uh, you know, we added on a pest control company at one point. We added on this type of service. We added on that type of service. Um, and then eventually I sold the company. And then eventually we added in, uh, you know, where we were coaching home inspectors all across North America. Um, and then we added in uh, different things. Then I went and bought a second company. And so I became that visionary. And you have to, at some point, you know, just sit down and ask yourself over the next three years. And you need to understand, I'm not looking for numbers here. It's always nice to say, oh, we're going to grow 200,000. But a manager does that sort of stuff. As a visionary, what are you going to change in the company your company in the next three years to truly become that solid entrepreneur. And we'll talk more about that later. But keep in mind, as he says in the book, the entrepreneur is the innovator, the grand strategist, the creator of new methods for penetrating or creating new markets. And when you understand that, everything starts to change. He goes on to say that every strong entrepreneurial personality has an extraordinary need for control. <laughs> Have you been called a control freak? If not, well, maybe we need to work on that, all right? 
So I'm known to be a control freak. Uh, I tell people that uh, they, they say micromanaging is bad. And I go, well, no, it's not. That's what successful people do. Um, now, I will tell you, I've actually created techniques to micromanage so it doesn't feel like I'm doing it. Uh, but even then, that, even then, there's that. The other thing about the entrepreneur, living as we do in this visionary world of the future, and, and I'm going to tell you a secret here also. I'm one of these weird people that I have the ability to see 20 years into the future. 20 years into the future. Most people can't even see into next year, all right? And yet somehow, you know, so uh, I'm going to tell you a couple of things which right now you're going to take for granted. But when I told people it was going to happen, they all thought that it was just nonsense, okay? I told people Yellow Pages were going to go away. And you're going to, well, yeah, duh. Well, back when I told them, okay, they didn't think that big a deal. I told them that we were going to be able to schedule inspections online, okay? And they went, well, that's that's not going to happen. I told them that we would be able to do inspections on our cell phones. And they thought, well, that's never going to happen. Uh, I told them that you're going to have people to do this and do this inside the company. And, and again, over and over and over again, uh, people went, well, that doesn't make any sense. But now, 20 years later, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Are you that person that can see into the future? And if not, I have good news for you. It's okay. You don't have to see in the future. But you need to be around other people that can see into the future that will give you that spark so that you can see um, maybe what's coming down the road as well. So given my need for change as an entrepreneur, because we, we always want to improve things, okay? In fact, one of the things on our missions, values, and purpose statement is we constantly improve. Entrepreneurs are always constantly trying to improve. We're not just trying to stay the status quo. Uh, and as a result, we honestly... We find ourselves rapidly, you know, changing things. And if we do it right, we outdistance everybody. Imagine if you were in a NASCAR race and you had the ability to start a whole lap, maybe five laps in front of everybody else. Let's say you're in a race that is going to be a four-minute race, but you are already given a 30-second head start, okay? Um, that's the kind of advantage you have when you see yourself putting the kind of things into place that I've learned from this book that we're going to talk about uh, as we move forward. And, you know, the problem is how, how you pursue the opportunities without getting mired down inside sometimes by all of the gunk that the business wants to throw at you. And this is incredibly important. In fact, I teach a two-week schedule, and one of the most important parts of that two-week schedule I teach is what I call focus time. Do you have time set on your calendar to work as the entrepreneur every single week? You need to have that focus time. And sometimes, by the way, the manager comes out uh, in me and plays that role. So let's talk about the manager, okay? Because here's the other cool thing. If you learn how to manage, and if you don't know how to manage, it is something you can learn. And by the way, if you're not an entrepreneur, it is something you can learn. I want to make sure you hear that loud and clear, because some people go, well, I'm just not an entrepreneur, or I'm not a visionary, or I'm not a manager. That's okay. All of this is learnable. If you don't know how to sell, that's okay. Learning how to sell is learnable, okay? Just like learning how to do a home inspection is something that you're capable of doing and capable of teaching to a bunch of other people as well. So the manager, though, this person, they're very pragmatic, okay? Uh, and the manager wants to plan, wants to put things in order, and he wants things to be very predictable. I'll give you an example. As a home inspector, um, I can remember, and you're going to laugh at some of this stuff, but keep in mind, I've been doing this 
for like 35 plus years. I've been doing this since 85, all right? Uh, and uh, I told people that we needed to have a routine for the inspection. Well, now everybody thinks that's normal, but it wasn't normal back then, okay? Uh, and I, I, it took me like two years to create what I considered a very, very good routine. And here's the great thing is we're still doing it today. And my managers are very pragmatic, and they're trying to make sure we're using that routine on every single inspection out there. So the manager, you know, sometimes people don't understand this, but the manager kind of lives in the past. He goes and goes, that's what we did. That works. We want to repeat that. And if you're not doing that, then that's, that's kind of a, a problem. Now, here's the challenge is the visionary lives in the future. The manager lives in the past, right? And you have to make those two be able to mesh together. And if you're not careful, uh, you're going to have a collision <laughs> sometimes in that. And again, that's that three-way battle that's going on inside of yourself. And so I want to make sure that you see that. And so the, the manager invariably sees, you know, the problems. He, he wants to build a house, then live in it you know, like forever, okay? The entrepreneur wants to build a house, and the instant it's done, he wants to build the next house, okay? The manager creates neat, orderly rows of things. I will tell you, I have come into the office on Saturdays and spent a day with one of my employees, and what we did was build a system, and then for years and years, that same system was done over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, I joke with people and say, part of my job is to make your life boring, <laughs> um, for the visionary, the entrepreneur, it's not boring. But for the manager, to him, it's not boring. But to an entrepreneur, to do the manager's job would be boring. All right. And I'm also going to tell you that within three years of doing home inspections, I was getting bored with home inspections. I didn't want to be a home inspector every single day. And nothing wrong with that, but it's just not in my personality. In fact, I am so blessed that I have people that go, are you kidding? No, all I want to do is do two, three inspections every single day. Mike, if you'll just help me do that, I'll be great, okay? And so that's what we do. Now, let's get into the other side of this, the third part, and that's the technician. And the technician, it's kind of a fun thing. The, the technician is the doer, okay? If you want it done right, do it yourself. That's the technician's credo, okay? Uh, and by the way, they live in the now. They live in the present. So you've got the entrepreneur in the future. You've got the manager in the past that wants to make sure all the systems. And then you got the technician that's out there on the job doing it today. All right. And so you've got to make sure that everything kind of fits there. And honestly, as long as the technician's working, he's happy, but only if he's working on like one thing at a time, one home inspection at a time. Imagine if you had to go do six home inspections all at the same time, okay? Technicians wouldn't like that very much. Visionaries would think it'd be amazing. Managers would plan a, uh, an outline for it to happen, but the technician doesn't want to do that. And when I'm looking for people that want to work with me, that want to be home inspectors, I'm looking for that guy who goes, you know, I don't really want to worry about the marketing. I don't really want to worry about taking the, uh, the inspections and scheduling them. I don't want to worry about the computer software. I don't want to worry about this and that and this. All I want to do is go do two or three inspections a day, and I'm happy. I love that guy. I love that guy. And it's the joy of the world out there being different personalities that kind of go along with this. And by the way, 
part of what the technician runs into is that everybody gets in his way, okay? Hey, the manager says, hey, we want to make sure we do it this way. And the technician goes, well, I like to do it this way. Well, okay, so there's a challenge there. And the entrepreneur says, hey, we want to add this to the inspection. And the technician's going, I don't want to add that to the inspection, okay? So we all have to sit down and work together to pull all that together. Now, if you're all three, like I was, like my dad was, okay, then you find out that you have to balance all of those pieces out. So the, to the manager, then to the technician, everything becomes a problem to, the, to be managed. To the manager, the technician becomes a problem to be managed. That's a challenge, and you've got to be careful not to, be, to fall into that. I will tell you, actually, I see my technicians more as customers that I need to keep happy. All right. I need to make sure that they're getting what they need and when they need it. And, and, and if they have requests, then I want to make sure I listen to those. But a lot of times when people build their business and they build it wrong, they build it and they become a manager at some point. They're not even maybe an entrepreneur yet. They want to manage their inspectors and they want to manage them hard and micromanage them. And yes, I want them to do every inspection pretty much the same way, but I don't want it to do that. So here's a couple of things. The entrepreneur wakes up with a vision, right? The manager screams, oh no, we don't want to do that. And while the two are battling it out, well, the technician just goes and does the job. <laughs> and that's pretty much the way the world will work. But to finally wrest control of the work from the other two is what the technician will do. And you want to make sure that the technician has the room to do the job. However, you want to make sure that you manage it so that you're getting the same quality every single time. You know, I tell people that there's like different levels of a business. So one to three inspectors is like first gear. Four to six inspectors is like second gear. Seven to 12, maybe up to 15 inspectors is like third gear. The first three inspectors that you hire and put into place, and I'm not counting you as an inspector, the first three that you put into place, they are the most important inspectors because you've got to get them all to buy into doing it exactly the same way every single time. That's part of where the management comes in. And then the entrepreneur has to make it so that they want and they're willing to make adjustments to make it better down the road. All right, so that's chapter two in the book, uh, The E-Meth Revisited. Uh, and I want to make sure that you kind of see that. You know, to the technician, it says, it's a dream come true when the entrepreneur and the manager are arguing with each other because, you know, he can just go do whatever he wants. But that's not that's not going to be success. In fact, um, that's going to be a, a disaster. So we'll talk into chapter three here in the next book a little bit, and we'll talk about the entrepreneurial phase and more of the importance of that part and what that part looks like and everything. This is Mike Crow. Be successful and be around those that are successful because the more money you make, the more people you can help. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.